Gray Fox. Praise games. Kept you waiting, huh? Hello and welcome to Grey Fox Plays Games, part two of the podcast that you have been listening to from the other day. Not only have we got top men on the line, we have a top man that has been flown over, Michael Carden-Edwards. Yes, that is right. He is in the room with me. How are you doing, brother? I'm good, bro. I'm good. Um, I felt guilty about completely sabotaging the last pod that we did. Uh, so I've flown over... To beat the crap out of any Assassin's Creed Valhalla fans. This is why I'm staying away. <laughs> <laughs> no comments, no comments. No, no comments, no comments. And uh, we're also joined in the studio with the Finn White Duke himself, Jonathan Moles. How are you doing, my friend? I'm, I'm good, thank you very much. Good evening. It's good to be here, to be in a crowd, as they say. Yeah, actually in person. This is it's kind of weird. We all don't know where to make eye contact, and we're all afraid that if we look at our phones, it's now rude. And <laughs> joining us virtually, though, is, of course, the trophy hunter, the man himself, Alex Hemming. Hello there. It's not safe for me to be around other people. <laughs> You're like, dude, I was vibing during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, I have to stay isolated on the internet all day. Ah, the dream. Oh, 10,000 yeah. trophies later. <laughs> well, fair play, Tim. I can go outside again. Yeah. <laughs> that Simpsons meme. We can go outside again. I'm going to go play my trophies. <laughs> Don't like it. Look at those kids over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, gentlemen. So, as you can tell, listener, uh, we got a bit into the weeds in the last pod, so we're going to continue on with part two and actually start the news. And there's only one place to start. Yes. Netflix, can you please make an anime about Anthem? No, of course not. It's about the Grand Theft Auto leaks. So let's talk about this properly. So on Sunday the 18th, there was a data breach at Rockstar. And uh, that data breach then took the form of a Reddit forum. And on that Reddit forum, uh, a person called, I think it was Teapot Uber or something like that. That was the name of the, the person who claims to be the hacker who also breached Uber, started releasing quite quickly a number of videos and work in progress clips of the latest gta installments uh this has confirmed a number of things a couple of weeks ago we reported on a leak via the same reddit user saying that it's going to be set in vice city as well as two other locations there's going to be more than one protagonist one of them will be female yada 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 anyway can we also say one thing because the whole industry has come out and said this it's like six years away from completion it's not ready yet I don't know why people are saying it looks shit, because let's face it, it's early development. Anyway, thoughts in general, though, on this? Yeah, I think going back to its roots, shall we say, Vice City was. <laughs> I should point out there's a giant dog in the room, and every now and again she makes noises. That's not coming from a human, what you just said. Mikey, <laughs> pipe down. Um, <clears throat> yeah, what was I saying? Yeah, it's good to go back to Vice City, the roots, GTA, where it all began. Um, other than that, who knows what's going to happen? It's like all these leaks, they're all work in progress. It's all test footage. It's test oh, footage. Well, I think it looks good. I was going to say, I actually thought it looked all right. People were saying it looked terrible. No, it, it is years away, and this looks pretty damn good for a start. There was a guy on social media basically saying that I work in video games. I can tell you that this is terrible. 
you usually do your assets first and like the whole game industry have gone, dude, where do you work? No one else works that way. Um, but yeah, to your point, you know, it's, it's, it's early stuff. I thought it was exciting. One of the things they've done during this particular development process, though, is that they are using assets from previous games as placeholders while they're getting like physics and stuff right as well. So a lot of people saying it looks really similar from GTA 5. Well, that's because they're using assets from GTA 5 until they, they mock them up and everything else. In between, Michael Carden Edwards has leaned forward with an inquisitive look <laughs> that suggests, like he said, mm, I've got my pause. Come back to me in a moment on this one, Flynn. No, no, the, the dog. I was kind of <laughs> straddling the dog somehow. It tried to manoeuvre its way into between my legs. Then it moved, and I was like, oh, actually, I can move my legs again and get comfortable. <laughs> there was no indication of, of, of wit or, or, or comment, I, I assure you. <laughs> Henry, what's your, what's your take, buddy? Are you excited? What do you think about the leak? Is it bad? Is it good? Does it impact? I would never say a leak is good when it comes out like this, especially because they're trying to... I don't know if it actually happened, but they were threatening to release source code, and that would have caused a hell of a shit show if that actually got out we there. We need to see a Martin Scorsese interpretation of the, the 72 hours <laughs> of this wannabe gangster yeah. hacker who's like... So I, I'd been looking up about him. Apparently, it's the same guy that, like you say, he hacked Uber. He also tried to hack Microsoft earlier in the year. This this is apparently a very prolific and very bored teenager that's just hacking his way through these big corporations. Yeah, let's not paint a picture of some like master hacker. The guy got in through Slack. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so he didn't he didn't hack Rockstar directly. He hacked Slack. <laughs> <laughs> so basically all the assets were videos and clips posting on their Slack channel or something and then he just downloaded it from that. Yeah. That's it. He got someone's hey, account details, hacked someone's account details and yeah, just trawled through Slack and found all these bits. I mean, that's how real hacking works, isn't it? It's not that exciting really. <laughs> uh, true. I think one of the things which is a good thing out of this is that tons of publishers have come forward and shared work-in-progress videos of games that went on to be Game of the Year contenders. So Santa Monica Studio released a really early version of, or a video of a really early version of God of War, and it looks the most jankest thing you've ever seen. Um, the uh, Remedy released a video of Control and showed uh, the first version of that when they were just getting some stuff right at that sort of similar point in development. And it was just so janky, it looked like a, a wireframe gone wrong. Um, so, like, it's just, who cares about the fidelity at this particular moment in time? But it does open up the doors a little bit more for people to see the progress with this kind of stuff. Just a quick question. I, I, I'll admit I haven't followed this very closely because I think I saw that it was, I saw, I think, on recent era that it had been leaked. And I kind of watched about 15 seconds of one video, and then I was like, I don't really care. Like, I don't know. Like, I thought it was pretty common knowledge how games look while they're in development. I, I, I don't know. Like, I was like, all right, this looks like something that they're working on. Cool. I then closed the video because I was like, I don't really care. <laughs> and then, like, I just seen loads of people talking about it. And it's like, I, I thought this was pretty common knowledge. This is it, how this works. It I don't must know. just be really highlighting the idiocy of Twitter and a lot of social media that some people legitimately thought this was like the finished product and oh my god it looks terrible I, I, I'm I, with you Mike it was like I looked at it and went very clearly test footage oh that's a shame it's been leaked but it looks alright this looks promising and then moved on with my day that was it yeah yeah I mean look this it's going to be one of the biggest games on the planet 
I don't think it's going to harm any of that. Um, good news is that Rockstar have come out and said that none of this is harming any of the development of the game. It's not not impacting timelines. So that's good on that front. Still going to get on their crunch horse, though, and crunch <laughs> the shit out of everyone, yeah? Nice one, Rockstar. Let's just get the whip out now. Just going, because of that leak, motherfucker, no toilet breaks. <laughs> just... Keep fighting the good fight. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, uh, but... Um, but no, the Vice City setting is going to be kind of cool. The only thing is, is that this now also confirms that this is not going to be a nostalgic trip in terms of it's not eighties, because you can see in the clips like they're using mobile phones. Uh, the I haven't given it an era of of, of decade. It, look, it looked modern yeah, day. Yeah. yeah, it's it's modern day, so it's not going back in time, which is kind of a shame. I kind of want to do eighties again off of that. Um, but anyway, let's move on. So let's talk about state of play. And there's an interesting question here. So I'm going to post the question to the Foxes of, are state of play is good anymore? I, I, I really, I really um, liked this state of play. <laughs> remind me what was on it. So, I know. This is, this, uh, Heming, Heming I did. Liked I really it, liked I it. So it kicked off with the Tekken 8 reveal which showed off the big scene uh, between Kazama and Hayachi having a fight. I generally really enjoyed and it was, that. And it looked amazing. Apparently it was all in engine, which is a hell of a thing to come out. It looked awesome. Um, there was uh, some VR stuff. Let's just move on. Don't even remember what that was. Uh, there was <laughs> Like a Dragon, which is the Yakuza game set in the Samurai Times, which was a remake of a PS3 exclusive only in Japan. So this is the first time this version of the Yakuza game has ever come out in the West. It looks amazing. It's also the first time it's done in the Unreal Engine, rather than their proprietary Dragon Engine, which they're phasing out. I like Yakuza. Um, there was also Rise of the Ronin, which is a Team Ninja Samurai open-world game. Kind of Assassin's Creed looking. Oh, too many Samurai games. Yep, it does very much look like Assassin's Creed. I think that feels culturally inappropriate to go, we're going to talk about our Japanese publishers and all they do is Samurai games. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm a sucker for a good Samurai game. Remake on Imusha, you cowards! We're in, the, we're in that timeline at the moment. We are in the, uh, the Samurai timeline. Um, the last one that I've got a note about was Stellar Blade, which is the game that was previously Project Eve, um, and it looked really now, flashy. Really repackaged as a nice new samurai game. No, no, it hasn't. <laughs> with extra samurai. It is very futuristic. It is very Japanese. It is very anime. The combat looked fun. So it's samurai is where you can buy underwear out of anything. I mean, it did show off a nice ass. Yeah. <laughs> that was a big selling point for a lot of people. Fair enough. So those fair the, those enough. were the main right, things yeah. that came out of it. They were. I will say on the Tekken front, because am I wrong in thinking, Heming, that Tekken 7 was meant to be the final Tekken? I don't know if they ever officially announced it, but the, it wouldn't have surprised me because it feels like it, it, the way that it marketed the, uh, the DLC and the additional characters that it was looking to be, this is just the one that it's going to be now going forward. Maybe I'm wrong, but Tekken 7 is incredible, apart from one small detail, which is you cannot unlock fighters. As in, you get the whole roster on day, on like the moment you open the game, and any additional fighters you have to purchase via battle passes and stuff like that. Now, 
the one of the great things for me about Tekken was I get this game, I play arcade mode, I unlock one character, I then go and complete that with that one character, I then get another character, mm. and then you just go again. That's how you get longevity out of a single-player mode. That's how fighting games work. <laughs> Why would you change the formula? Money. There we go. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all what fucking sucks about, about Tekken 7. Although, that being said, like, it is great. Like, although, actually, I, I know we're not fighting purists that much in this group, but Tekken is one of those games we all grew up, and I think we've all got a bit of muscle memory of playing that game. I I do not. You don't. That's the game. That's I, the one. That's the one. I played it a lot as a kid. Yeah. I if you put Tekken down in front of me now, I would be baffled as to how to play it. Oh really? I'm so. Oh, I'm just so. Street Fire is my. Gem. Yeah, yeah. That's what I know. You have that in your yeah. bones, sort of thing, right? In Tekken Seven, they tried to make it really accessible, and I I don't know if I applaud them. I think they're twats for it. If you hold L1, you then get a little menu that pops up and they've simplified all the cool moves for your character into triangle, square, circle or X. And it's like, ah, but as a kid, it was like a rite of passage to like make Yoshimitsu twirly sword and fly like a helicopter or <laughs> do the full pi- the, the pull Phoenix cunt punch, right? And to do just to simplify it like that, where like who's the dude that would break dance? Like Eddie Guardo. Eddie. Yeah, man. That yeah. Would, if you go in for some mad break dancing routine, you're like, how did I do that? And then yeah. you'd be like, I don't know. How did you do that? And then it's just <laughs> just keep pressing. <laughs> exactly. So that's what they've done in Tekken Seven, and I know, like, I assume in the tournament because like Tekken Seven's a proper tourney game, isn't it? Um, I can imagine in the tournament rules they've removed the simplified versions of those moves but um but hey i'm i'm down to clown the kazama family are up to usual shit so i'm i'm happy about that uh hemming's obviously on the the yay train yeah, i thought this was I a have... good one it was building up to the tokyo game show i uh, i think they still have a place they have a place okay Hemming, can you explain this to us what's the difference between a state of play and a playstation showcase playstation showcase i would say would be a big thing that they build up to because they they happen very rarely so maybe once a year you build up to it you reveal a lot of new stuff a lot of uh really hyped up games this was announced what 24 hours in advance yeah, and then the, the big hype. the big Is thing for less hype yes like Ragnarok was yeah. the big thing for which me. That ev- was like, like for everybody me, like, knew that was coming but yeah they showed off a lot of God yeah. of War stuff yeah because I, I joined this, this day of play late so I missed the entire Tekken stuff which was annoying because that would have been the other thing that I'd have been interested to see um, and then I kind of sat there watching it and going eh. and then <laughs> I then I kind of opened my eyes again when the when when uh, Kratos rocked onto the screen um, that scene where he throws his axe and Milnir clash and they're both like <laughs> <laughs> just for a second i i love so i love the fake out as well when they went like god of war the controller and then everyone thought hold on that's it that's the big reveal of this thing i loved it i was fuming i, I was so that. angry at that point i was like this is why the other consoles laugh at us <laughs> our big announcement's a damn controller <laughs> But, you know, credit where it's due, you are right. It's, it's good to see uh, the progress that game is making. I think maybe I'm, maybe I'm definitely part of the problem with this, is that I'm, I'm always on the hype train when it comes to building up for movies, building up for games, and pop culture in general. And over the pandemic in particular, studios only had these streaming events to big up their wares. So at the start of the pandemic, we had, like, the greatest PlayStation showcase of all time, where it was PlayStation 5, 
And it was like that Vince McMahon meme for 45 minutes of, ah, ah, <laughs> and we expect that every time. We had D23 as well the weekend before, and everyone was expecting Kevin Feige to basically be like Willy Wonka and go, welcome to all the things. And I'm going to talk to you about all the cool things. And everyone's been hypothesizing and coming up with theories about what's going to be shown. And to be fair, it was kind of a damp squib. Also turns out that I felt this state of play was that as a result of it. But maybe I need to adjust myself and say state of plays are meant to be like meh. It's those showcases are where you really. I think, I, but again, it's that thing of like, for me, there are there will be some people out there because again after every state of play that happens I'll always go on to like reset era and go and see the reaction every single one even that big mama def jam one that we had at the start of the pandemic right yeah. even that you always get people that go I am so hype and you'll always get people go did nothing for me mm. and I think for me like yeah like to be honest with you like I don't. I didn't need to see any more of God of War to yeah. be convinced that I'm going to probably get it one day, right? That's going to be the game I probably get. The probably the first game I get when I eventually get a PS5. Um, nothing else is going to make me any more hype for it because I know it's going to be good. Um, yeah, who was going to buy this game that wasn't going to buy this game as a result of that showcase? Precisely, mm. but there will be people out there that be, that would be like maybe like uh, a Hemming who's like oh my God, I love that Yakuza game and I imported it from Japan and it was difficult to play, but, you know, like, and that is their hype level. This is, you know, that I really hope there's five people right now having a conversation all talking about that samurai game and they're all talking about a different game. <laughs> <laughs> but like, as well, like, hype levels are different for different people depending on what it is, right? And I think you are going to get, like, for, a great example is like when they release the new FIFA trailer. Yeah. That game is played by so many people. Do you know how many people get hyped over that trailer? I, it's a, it's going to be the same thing every year, right? Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's not, I, don't, I, I look at it, couldn't care less. I play FIFA every year, couldn't care less. Hmm. I don't go out of my way to find it. I don't care. But there's going to be people out there, the YouTubers who make money out of it. Do you know what I mean? It's, nah. just, it's, just, it's just different courses of courses. And I, I don't know if you're going to get, like I, the last time I remember being like, unbelievably hyped for a video game or something announcement was the announcement of the switch to be to be perfectly mm. frank because that that blew my brain away i was like what you you plug it in and now it's on my tv like that was insane to me especially after the disappointment of the wii u like that's the last time i remember kind of going yeah it was oh like my a God. proper return to form of like nintendo putting their balls out going look at us again yeah yeah because even he did even breath of the wild 2 yeah, let's get to that. Let's oh, Miles, anything on PlayStation? No, I suppose it's uh, it's what floats your boat, really, isn't it? Some of them are going to be like, yes, I'm pumped for this because all the games look interesting for me personally. Or it's going to be a... Yeah, but even meh. when they've done one where it's like a Resident Evil showcase where we're going to talk about Village and all that sort of stuff. I don't want some PlayStation, I was Capcom. But even then, I was like, oh, man, you said you yeah, they unveiled Resident Evil 4 and they said, we're going to give you an exclusive look at the next show in like a week's time. And it was like that... You know, in The Simpsons, where Bart plays Waterworld, and it's just like one step and it's game over. That was legitimately the Resident Evil 4 unveiling. It was Leon S. Kennedy walking down a street, walks into a house, and they go, Thanks for watching. And it's like, What? We didn't even see him draw his gun. <laughs> but again, it is indicative of the current way the world works. Whenever you see something like this, you are obligated to either be super hyped 5,000 or it, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. 
you, it's impossible to be middle of the road anymore. And like, unfortunately, I do feel very middle of the road with a lot of these things, but that's not what makes people interested. Yes. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I don't know. Fair enough. Well, I'll tell you what was interesting. On the same day, video game day, nonetheless. I wonder who decided that. I'd like to think it was Mario. <laughs> Somehow. Yeah, it was, it was Chris Pratt. He uh, definitely decided it was on Chris this. Pratt. Yeah, oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> The trailer's coming out next week, and I, it's just going to be so much hate on the internet. It's next it? week. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, I'm yeah, dreading it's New it. York Comic Con. <laughs> yeah, it's New York Comic Con, and to hype it up, because there's nothing else going on, because every studio has done their own thing now. They've been like, oh, we're going to give you an exclusive look, and they showed you, like, a, a red shell, and, like, it then just had, like, the cast listing out there. I've got to say, like, how long's the dude been doing the voice of Mario? Like, Oh, guy. he's been he's doing it for like since the Mario sixty four. I think is the first time he did it. Oh, right, fair enough, Mario sixty years, but a bloody bloody long time. And did no one think to like say, you know what, you've earned this power. You can be the voice. You can actually sit there. And he goes, oh, cool. They've got their Nintendo movie sitting there by the phone waiting. And then Chris Pratt just bowls past. Uh, she's like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> I was in Jurassic Park, don't you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm that kind of guy that's always like the, hey, I'm the fun guy. I was bad, but now I'm thin. And, and now I talk to every kid like I'm a divorced dad. Hey, buddy. He's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I don't want to shoot Chris Pratt. I quite like him. Um, but uh, will, that, will that trailer break the net? Probably not. It's just going to be loads of hate. But the other voice cast does sound good. You've got Charlie Day being Luigi. You've got, uh, what's his name, from Jordan and Peele, but not Jordan the Peele guy. That, that guy, one. no, no, that Kings, Kings, that guy. He's going to be Bowser. I really wanted Mark Hamill, but Mark Hamill just has one go-to voice now, which is his Joker voice for every bad guy. Yeah, yeah. He's even Joker as Skeletor. Yeah, yeah. This is incredible. Anyway, sorry, I got a tangent there. Let's talk about uh, the Nintendo. What do they call it? Direct, Direct? Yeah. Nintendo. Yeah. Um, yeah. Out of respect to the UK, I thought it was a little bit silly at first. They put on the UK Nintendo Twitter account, out of respect for the Queen, we will not be streaming. You'll have to go into the Irish Nintendo uh, Twitter account. But the reason being was because of the name of the new Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel called Tears of the Kingdom, I think was that? That's right, yeah. And um, we're, hey there, Blimpy Boy, we're going up in the skies. It confirms everything we saw before and more. Uh, Mikey, I know Breath of the Wild is probably one of your greatest video games of all time. What is your reaction to the trailer? I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, and this is, uh, the, you know, we're in the era of you must be super hyped 5,000 or furious about the inter- everything in the world. I am super hyped 8,000. Um, again, I bought a Switch day one with Zelda out on a whim. Like on the day it was launched, I woke up that day and I, because I hadn't pre-ordered it, I was like, no, no, I can't really afford it. Let's just not do that. And I woke up and I was like, well, I've got to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> oh look it's switch day apparently and i just found an argos near me that had it and i was like i'm going to get this now goodbye and i walked out of work in the <laughs> middle of the day and went and bought it and it was just yeah um and it was the 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 feeling of playing that game was something that i it's a rarely felt feeling mm. like it, that was a genuinely magical moment for me um and it, i've yeah, that, that's the guy. I've done everything you can do in that game other than all of the damn Korok seeds because that is uh, that is an act of self, self-mutilation that even I cannot. <laughs> no, no. And it's um, not even worth it. <laughs> no, because you just get yeah, Did you no, do it? No, God, no. <laughs> no. What's the, what's the reward? A shiny poop. Shiny oh, really? golden poop. 
the golden <laughs> question though because we uh, most people on this call have played it and and rolled credits and got stuff like the master sword and the cool shield and that kind of thing how do you i hope they don't do a way where they nerf Oh, the classic thing. Oh, you appear to have lost all of your weapons and armor in this wonderful cutscene they went to show you, and now you're naked again like you were at the start of the first first game. Oh. Yeah, that, I, I hope we don't do that. Mm, yeah. yeah. I just don't make it a direct sequel. Just make it it's a different game. I think it will be a sequel. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. They've, they've, they've said it is... At, the, it, at this point, it will be the biggest bait and switch, not in a good way, if it's not a sequel, because they've, they've been, when the first teasers come out, it was the sequel to The Breath of the Wild. And they showed you a lot of things hinting that it's still in that, that world. And also when you see the, the scenes, you are above the, the lands that you explored in the first game. So, yeah, I think it has to be. But I hope there's a way where they don't nerf you and you don't lose your powers. But the Master Sword, that I, I want a reward for completing the game to the standard I completed it, not the same as a noob that's just come in, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, look, every Zelda game exists with the fact that you have to go and get the Hylian Shield or whatever, however you call it. You have to go and get the Master Sword. You have to get a bow of some kind. Like, that is the staple of any good Zelda game. I think you'll have to do that somehow. Um, I don't know. I think you'll probably start off with a lot of the... I imagine you'll start off with the abilities, you know, the one where you fly, where you can jump really high, mm. and the, the, the lightning gimmick and the shield. You'll probably start with those. Um, equipment, maybe not. Um, but you'll probably start... I imagine you'll start with those abilities, and you'll pro- you, I guarantee you'll start with a glider. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I think, for me, that's enough, because that getting that glider at the start of Breath of the Wild was, was awesome, but I don't ever want to have to do that again, because <laughs> I've tried playing Breath of the Wild on Master Mode, and that time when you don't have the glider is is the worst time of your life when you're used to it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, I imagine, I don't know, look, you'll start with no hearts and no stamina. Oh, well. yeah. You, it'll, there'll be some sort of shenanigans like you're, you're above the sky, something knocks you off the platform you're on, you yeah. drop your stuff, it scatters across wherever. Something like that will happen. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a fair a fair bet, I would Literally say. Literally just written in the open sequence, haven't you? Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> Magical cloud, you go up in the sky, and oh dear, you've dropped all your stuff. Yeah. yeah. You've got to go find it. And it's not where it was before. <laughs> uh, I'll, have a, I'll have a damn good time finding it, though. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. To be honest, even if they did nerf me, I'm still going to fucking play it. I'm still going to just get lost in it and, and try and find all the big... I want to know if those big... No, those, I can't remember what they're called. Those hench minotaur men that you had. Oh, the like, ones that had a bow as well. They yeah, were, I like, hated them. They're the toughest Jesus. motherfuckers in the world. And I really hope that maybe one of them's just got your sword and goes, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> 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 I'm going to go, oh, he's right. What are you going to do about it? It's like the hardest thing you can say to someone. There's nothing I can do yeah. about it. Uh, nothing. Uh, good day, uh, sir. Okay. What else happened? I mean, to be honest, uh, I missed this Nintendo Direct because it was like at four o'clock UK time when it was streamed. Was there anything memorable other than obviously the big one? They they did a big segment on Pikmin, which uh, that exists. Yeah, the, the, it still exists. Oh, they announced Pikmin Four and a Pikmin Pokemon Go style yeah, game, which looked a bit weird. Um, but I I enjoyed the original two Pikmin's on the GameCube. And then haven't played anything since. So my knowledge of Pikmin is from about 20 years ago. Fair enough. I know you and Mikey are big Pokemon. Mm. And uh, seeing how you've been filling up your decks recently, I did not I mean to sound now. that as dirty as it sounded. What? Um, 
But uh, have you both noticed that Netflix have started doing original Pokemon movies, as in they've done a deal with, I assume, Nintendo to, to make content for it? Yeah, man. Um, I haven't started watching them. Uh, my kids started watching it earlier, and uh, she's, she's as happy as a clam with it, so I think they've, uh, they've nailed it. Uh, speaking about Netflix nailing it with video games, <laughs> what a segue! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, uh, let's talk about cyberpunk and Netflix. So, you know, it's been well documented on this pod. Moles has buried cyberpunk. It's out there and out the back with Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mikey, <laughs> um, Mikey, me just going to sit back on this one. Yeah, there's been a resurgence in uh, concurrent players in the game. And the reason why is because Netflix have made uh, a, another decent video game adaptation. We talked about Tekken a couple of weeks ago, which, by the way, if you haven't seen Tekken yet, Give it a go. It is fantastic. And they have done it again with their cyberpunk. Uh, is it called Edge Runners? I can't remember now. Something like that. Free Runners. Edge, it is Edge Runners. Yeah. Edge Running. Edge there Edge. we go. Um, <laughs> and uh, that has led to a million players a day playing the games. The point where everyone is now saying the redemption has happened. And this is weird because usually redemption happens because of a DLC or because of a thing that has happened through that, a la No Man's Sky. And yes, there have been... DLC patches added to uh, Cyberpunk to the point where now it's the game that is is currently. But the redemption wasn't the patch. It was the TV show and then the lore that people loved and then went more more of that and it's like playing the game again. I think it's fascinating. Yeah, it it really is. It just shows... I actually got told probably about five or six months ago by somebody, "You you should try Cyberpunk again. It's actually good now. They have fixed it. It is ready. Once they gave the uh, PS5 version, once that finally came out, the actual PS5 version, and I just thought, eh, eh, and I think a lot of people were the same. They just been burnt. The game came out; it was shite. It was so bad that everyone was so put off of it that even when you were having people telling you it was good now, you were like, I, I just don't care. I just don't care, and I didn't even think about it anymore. And now that this anime has come out and it's doing really well and it is apparently very good, it's going back into people's minds and they're thinking, all right, I'll give it a go. And it's working on me. I want to give it a try now, finally. Yeah, I, I went back on it last night. Oh, there you fact, go. If anyone, and it, uh, as a, I haven't even watched the show yet, but um, one of the things which I have now realised is, you know, at the start of the game, you can select one of three life paths, uh, it turns out that that life path thing is literally just the tutorial. It's just the tutorials in a different setting. So I spent hours agonizing over that when I first played the game. So I was just like, no, they look like three completely different areas. Am I getting almost three different games? This is insane. Oh, God, I'm having so much anxiety. Oh, I'm just gonna pick. It really doesn't fucking matter. So anyone who's picking this up as a result of everything that's going on, honestly, just flip a coin and whatever. It's just you go through a different tutorial screen, then you're in Night City. You start by finding someone who's – I won't spoil the story, but it, everyone starts at the same space, really. Um, and, yeah, to, to Henning's point, it's the game it was meant to be. It's just to Moles' credit as well. It's just should have happened – should have released it two years ago, basically. It should never should have have came out, out at that point. Never. But they <sighs> – I don't know how much no, blame we can put on the... Let's talk about this animation house at Netflix. Yeah. Like, they are knocking it out of the park. You ever watched the Castlevania Yeah, the show? Castlevania one was great. Absolutely loved that. Right. And the same guys that done that actually done the, the He-Man show, Masters of the Universe Revelations. And whatever your thoughts on Kevin Smith are, 
we can, you can't argue that the animation on that show is absolutely fantastic. And I don't know which studio's done what, or I know it's under that Netflix umbrella. But like I say, Tekken were, is, is incredible. The Arcane Legends show, which was number one in most countries. Yeah, that's the League the, of Legends one, isn't it? League of Legends one, sorry. Yeah, and, the, and then, you know, everyone like cries about how great that Looks is. Looks great. I saw and the now, first episode. Looked good. Yeah, it's good. You know what put me off? I know it's really stupid. I saw Ashley Bursch's name pop up, and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, she literally voices everything. Can you get off of my screen? I just finished <laughs> playing games. Um, but uh, before I get hate on that. Um, but also, the um, the next thing that they're working on, Mike's going to love this, an Assassin's Creed anime. Oh. <laughs> As part of that big deal. But also announced... Is it set in the Viking place? No, they're not. They're not. They're not. I think it's set in, like, I think it's set in, like, medieval Spain. Oh, it might be yeah. interesting. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Um, but also, they're going to be working on an Onimusha uh, show, which, as someone who is a massive Onimusha fan, uh, for what it's worth, Samanosuke is the goat, uh, Jubei is okay, Gene uh, Rio is okay to do his cameos, and Dawn of Dreams can jump in the fucking bin. But taking, uh, we're seeing our boy Samanosuke in anime form with his purple gauntlet. Oh, my days. Sign me up. It's going to be amazing. Also, Capcom, make that fucking Onimusha, you cowards! Like, if this if this goes well, then okay, I want a whole I want a whole Netflix game universe. Okay, so after Onimusha, we need to have an Anthem. Netflix no, 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 stop anime. it! Somebody no, cut him off. We need to have an Avengers. Stop this man! <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, uh, yeah, let's go full circle. The No Man's Sky anime. <laughs> just. It's just a the full universe of failed oh. games. It's not No Man's Sky. Is anyone? Is anyone gonna? Is it? Who, anyone played it recently? No. It's coming out on the Switch soon. So is it cut or like full fat? Full fat, apparently. Oh. So my yeah. partner Steph, she's been playing it quite a bit, and she loves it. She thinks it's absolutely brilliant oh. now, and the co-op actually works. So it's not the case of you're alone in the universe and you just have to wander around aimlessly forever. You actually can just play around with people though and it's meant to be very very fun i've heard such good things about it like you mentioned the redemption story mm-hmm. apparently it is the redeemer of all oh redeemers. this is a monstrous one they keep releasing new content like yeah. it's nuts it's still the same price as well yeah. so like i think you can get it for like 15 bucks and apart from, i don't know how much the switch version is going to be i can imagine it's going to be substantially higher but you can still get it for 15 bucks and all this DLC and universe awaits you. And like we keep saying, like it is the, here's the redemption story. And it's kind of cool that other studios have learned from that and persevered. So, you know, I know CD project red probably had a real obligation to keep doing what they were doing, but a, yeah, and we said at the time, is there a redemption story here? Diablo three is a redemption story. There's always an interesting redemption story with, with games. If you keep persevering, listening to your community and feeding back, so, amazing, amazing on that front. Um, to be honest, that is it on the news front, unless Hemming, the, the the safety net of news hounds, to catch me when I fall. Is there anything <laughs> that was me? Uh, those were the main things. I did just notice, just before we started recording, actually, uh, speaking of Assassin's Creed, they revealed, <laughs> <laughs> they revealed a little bit about Mirage, which I thought was kind of cool. They're bringing back the, uh, the, tem- the temples that you can explore, like in Assassin's Creed 2. So you remember you could break into like a a chapel and then it was just a parkour exploration area to get to the treasure at the end. They're bringing those back. Crystal Dynamics 
stole that, didn't they, for two Basically, Fraser. yeah. <laughs> so they're bringing it back. So I'm very happy. That's the OG. Nice, 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 nice. All right, cool. Well, uh, this is the part where I say to Jonathan Moles, warm up those vocal cords, my friend. What time is it? It's time for the wheel. There we go. Yes, we have a wheel of topics where some of them are random, some of them being suggested, some of them from yesteryear. We have had no time to prepare, and I am going to start now. Spin the wheel. Oh, yeah. All right, I think this might be a tour. Most iconic video game franchise. Mario. Mario. I want to say Mario now, but I need to be different. Um, iconic. Uh, it's going to be... And my dog's been sick in its mouth a little bit. <laughs> That's a shit question. <laughs> uh, we'll go to another question in a minute. I'm going to say Sonic to be different. Uh, Hemming, what is your most iconic video game franchise? I'll go Final Fantasy. Let's throw that one up. There we go. Let's, let's, let's remove that and spin again. Boo. 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 Wheels come off. <laughs> Boo the wheel. Uh, what games would you like to see in VR? So none, games of that, none of them. No, I, I would not like to see VR anymore. Thank you. Gear Solid, because you could just put the, the VR in a box. <laughs> I don't know, for a second. Put it back in the box. They legitimately had a whole thing called Metal Gear Solid VR missions, which were pretty dope. Did you ever play them? It was a spin-off of two, wasn't it? it, was, it was just, so in Metal Gear Solid 1, yeah, there was a tutorial <laughs> session, and they decided to take like 500 tutorial missions and release them as a separate disc. It was awesome. I had it. Yeah, I loved it. There we go. That's that's how I So, Heavy, I think we're, we're going to be spinning a lot tonight. Is there any games that you would like to see in VR? So games that don't current, aren't currently in VR, you think, hmm, that would actually be pretty dope with the VR experience. Uh, every single one of them would be covered in vomit. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there anything well, that would be dope? Wipe out, wipe out. Guitar Hero. There you go. So you're just playing guitar in front of a cool crowd in VR. Why not? In the damn wheel. (laughs) (laughs) Right, we've got four options left. Be good. Games that live rent-free in your head. So I suppose games that stay with you long after you complete them and you have an inkling to go back to for whatever reason. I would say a game that lives rent-free in my head. I'm always thinking about wanting to pick up Streets of Rage 4 again because the soundtrack's always never far away. soundtrack is good. It's a damn good soundtrack. Um, I would say, for me, uh, I made a startling discovery uh, the other day uh, to the point where one of the the lead developer of the game liked my tweet. Ha! <laughs> I, I discovered, I went onto my Steam page and saw how many hours I'd put into Football Manager. Just 2022. Oh not, my God, how many hours? Um, 2022, so, so in just, the last, just the last, how long has this game been out then? So uh, 20, it came so out last months. November. So 10 months. Yeah, just have, just have a guess how long, if you haven't already seen what, I, what I I've didn't put see on there. This. But I know how addicted these games are from personal experience. I'd say 300 hours, 400 hours around there. I, yeah. I'm going to say, because I know when he's when he's talking about it, he gets through a lot of seasons. 
So I might I might up that a five. I like the Simpsons esque like bird just hitting space. Bars. I might up that a five hundred hours just because of the amount of time, maybe. But that's probably pushing it too high. Miles, you've not gone more than five hundred, surely. We have a guess. Well, I'm going to go high. I'm going to go important question. Do you do you play at night when your partner's in bed? It's just like a laptop in the bed sort of scenario. I I, I don't take the laptop to bed. Okay. Uh, I'll stick with 400. Mose? It can't be more than 500 hours. Um, <laughs> 1,000... Oh, shit! Wow. 1,105.8 hours, wow. which I was uh, very... That qualifies as rent-free Do you do any work on your laptop? I was... You uh, how many is... I was, uh, I was uh, reminded by a good friend of ours called Daryl, that's 46 days of solid gameplay, or 12.6% of the year... You spent twelve points year playing football manager. That is dude, like they should give you something for that. Um yeah, I love football manager. I love football manager. Uh I love football manager, so I can say that game lives rent free made because yeah. there's always there's always something to try out. Like there's like I I will I this is it's quite sad. I will sit there in bed and I will kind of like be drifting off to sleep and I'll think of like oh Maybe I should try an entire save using a register and a you know a wide target man for some reason. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just I, I I I love that side of things. And even worse, over the last couple of weeks, whenever I've had a spare minute, because again, football manager is the game that can just be on and you press space. Because yes. when you can you set things up, yeah. it's very easy to like watch TV and just press space. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That is my game it's that a I pod- play. It's a video podcast. It's everything you can do in the background, right? No, but it's the background to something else. That's the oh, thing. Like, whereas a podcast is the background to you playing a video game, Football Manager is the background to me doing anything else, whether that's playing another video game. Yes. Like, right, so our friend Jamie Hannon, I think I can say this. Yeah, I can't say that. People might right, – let's just call him Mr. Hannon. Um, <laughs> he, once, he once confessed to driving whilst playing Football Manager. I said he had his laptop set up on his passenger seat and he was just spamming spacebar – as he was driving, <laughs> it is the most, it is the ultimate passive game, and um, actually, I might get him from Mr. Hannon. Let's just call him Jamie H. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like it's the most, it's the ultimate passive game, and like for me, it's like there's always something to do. It can never get boring, and that it lives in my brain all the time. Love it, love it. That is that is absolute rent free living. I have to say, how can I say how can I say rent free and brain forever and not mention resident evils i'm never my thoughts are never too far away from playing a resident evil watching something in resident evil even the shit paul anderson movies or yes playing the resident evil 2 board game which is the king of all board games jonathan moles what lives rent free in your head the original final fantasy 7 the original the original on the ps ps1 do you ever play it Again. I haven't got a PS1. Yeah, no, but like if you emulated uh, it, then the mo- I dare not now, start a new game because that will be like a hundred hours gone, mm. like at minimum. I've played that game to death, which is why I still haven't finished the remake because it's just Shit. not a remake. Well, yeah, exactly. It's not a remake. It's like a it's like mm. a, a hipster copy. Yeah, well, yeah. It's all style, no, bells it's and whistles. Yeah, yeah. Ruined the story. Yeah, I know. Like, just I, I agree with you. That whole like, oh, it's a different dimension, and Zach. So like, I don't care. I don't care. It's, I don't care. It's it's the game I played the most on my original PlayStation. 
So yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Hemming, what's rent free in in the Hemming head? I um, mean, it's it's my favourite game of all time. It's Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. It's just I can go back and play that at any time. I've probably completed it more than any other game, and I'll just occasionally get my Switch out, go onto the uh, online, and just play through the beginning of it again and again. And I I I love it. I go out of my way to listen to orchestral remixes of the soundtrack. The yes. credits theme is one of the most underrated pieces of music. I think it's the only time it's used in the series, and it's so damn good. Uh, yeah, I just absolutely bloody love that game, and it is timeless. That pixel art from the SNES era is just timeless. Now, I love when you get so obsessed with a video game or video game franchise where you go on YouTube and there's like someone that's done like a four hour edit of the entire storyline of the franchise. And you go, yes, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to watch it in, in bits and bobs while I'm on the crapper, but I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Definitely. Uh, is there anything else that lives rent free or should we do one more spin? To kind spin of- the damn wheel. <laughs> I think Mike is addicted to the wheel. Got any more of that wheel? <laughs> Got any more of that wheel? You know, okay, well, we'll just quick fire around it till, till we're done. Best game mods. So this could be best video game mods that you have seen or played as or ones that you've heard about. I'm going to open it up by saying, obviously, Skyrim is one of the most modded games of all time. Mikey, you probably have played a lot of the actual modded versions, but... The, there's a, I don't know if it was a guy who done it and does it in lots of other video games or it's now just a thing that everyone copies, but taking Thomas the Tank Engine and putting them down and the one thing that I always laugh about, which I've actually modded myself and done and found fucking hilarious, is Resident Evil 2 Remake, Mr. X becoming Thomas the Tank Engine. So the scene where he pulls away the... But the person, whoever's done the mod, has managed to, instead of having Mr. X's hands pull away a helicopter... It's just a train headbutting it, <laughs> and then they're playing Thomas the Tank Engine's theme tune, spliced in with the with like the ah horror music. Chef's kiss, great mod. Uh, on the Skyrim theme, um, similar to the Thomas the Tank Engine, but the Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> um, that, that one is pretty good as well. Um, um, the 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 alternate start or the, the alternate life mod for Skyrim is probably my favorite mod um, because it does away with you. Are there, have you guys ever done this one? The alternate start, I think it's called, or the second Never life? Never heard of this one, called? No. One where you start as like an ordinary soldier. No, so right, what it does is, right, you start the game, you enable the mod, you start the game, and then you start in this weird little house and there's like a person sitting in a chair. Heard no, is it, the, is it, or is it like a fountain? I think it's like a fountain or like a statue or something. Go up to the statue, press the interact button, and then it basically you choose your start. And there's like twenty of them, and it's like I am a member of the thieves guild. I washed up on shore with on on so and so in some random part of the map. I am a bandit on the run, and there's like I own a castle in you know every every single start you could think of in terms of role playing, and you just be like, yo, I'm gonna have that. I'm gonna live there, and this is and like and then you go and sleep in the bed. You press the button and then you wake up as your character with no obligation to do the, the, the main quest or the storyline. And then you literally start however you want to play the game and then build that's it from there. Dope. And that is, that's my, 
that gave me a lot of more hours on Skyrim because yeah, it was yeah. just like it's a different like, game. It's Dungeons and Dragons in a game, but yeah. like the actual premise of you can do anything and the only limits your imagination. Because like, one of the things I struggled with Skyrim is that I my biggest playthrough was as a Nord because that's who I should be because I'm in Skyrim and everyone talks to you in that wonderful Scandinavian voice. And realistically, I can't foresee the like the dragon. I don't want to be a cat person. No, but no, but like the dragon. What is it? The dragon lord? Why are you? What's what's the name of you in the, in the game? Oh, dragonborn. Yeah, yeah. You, a dragonborn isn't a reptile. Yeah. You know what I mean? Isn't isn't a cat? Isn't a high elf or anything? It's it's a nord. That's yeah. the like. Do you know what I mean? So like, I have I have a save as a cat. I completed the game as a cat, and I'm like, I kind of struggle with it a little bit because it's like it's. Like I can't imagine being a cat and going up to one of the walls of power and doing all of that as a sneaky cat kajit. I mean, <gasps> do you know what I mean? Like it just doesn't really land with me. So do, having this mod to kind of actually go, you know what? I can be a cat and not have to worry about any of it not making any sense. I like that. It that's my number one mod. That sounds nice. awesome. Nice, Hemming. Mm. What sort of, what mods creep to mind when you think your favourite mods? The mods that I like the most are randomizer mods so i, I saw, talked about the legend uh, link to the past there are mods for that game where every item is just switched around all the chests in the game will contain a random item but you'll okay. never be locked out you'll still be able to progress as you need to but you've just got to figure out where stuff is so it really tests your knowledge of the game <laughs> it's now basically the binding of zelda yes, yes. it's it is the binding of zelda i like that <laughs> um, but they do it in other games as well like in Metroid the original Metroid in the snares you can do the same thing people have done it in like uh, Castlevania games where everything is just randomised the one that I ended up watching was a Pokemon randomizer, where every time you went through a doorway it took you to a random screen in the game <laughs> so you'd like walk into the professor's lab and you'd be in Viridian City Gym. <laughs> it's like, right. oh, okay, so that's where the gym is. I'll have to write that one down. I and mean, you've got to walk off and somehow make your way through the game. I am a, I'm like a, weirdly addicted to watching these videos. So someone has, uh, I'll, I'll find the name and post on our socials and stick it in the groups, but uh, there's a person that has taken Elden Ring and I can't remember the name of the boss. I'm terrible with these bosses, but the boss who's on the little horse and you have all the summons and have like the epic fight with, I can't remember what it was called. Um, anyway, they've taken that location and they have pit Elden Ring bosses against each other for your enjoyment to sit wow. on. Yeah. And they've also done a moment where they've taken like five bosses and basically just had a battle royale. But in the middle of it was the Toad Pope. Oh, he's the best. <laughs> just watching. And yes, it answers the question, who is the toughest boss in Elden Ring? Because they just put all the bosses together to fight it out. He survives. Ah, okay. Oh but there we go. God. He is the toughest motherfucker in Elden Ring. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but I, I really highly recommend that. Moles, there was a time at university where you were our go-to guy for bits on your little gaming laptop in your little halls. There was a time when you shared your mod with us or two. What's your thoughts about mods and your favourites? I like mods. The modding community is big and... You know, some games are very easy to mod. Like the old school Command and Conquer, just open up a text file and just 
fiddle with a few numbers and now all of a sudden I have giant warships that launch, you know, nuclear bombs and all this stuff. It was really easy to do. And then there's other games which are just unmoddable because of all their copyrights and whatnot. But I think some of my favourite mods are just model changes. Hmm. Like you alluded to, you know, putting Thomas a tank engine in. Okay, that's a bit silly, but other things like, you know... Again, back, back to Resident Evil 2, so, because that's the only thing I ever play. But another one was every time uh, Mr. X enters a room, it plays, X gone, give it to you, as he comes in. Simple things. <laughs> it's the little things, isn't it? Uh, Spin the damn wheels! <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more, one more, one more. We're going to have to replenish the wheel. The wheel is getting a bit dry. <laughs> abusing this wheel we are abusing it it's getting very it's getting sore favorites dlc experiences i think this is kind of just say your favorite dlcs um oh there's only one for me oblivion um the dlcs for that so there's what i can't remember what it was called it's the islands isn't it no, it's no. the one where you go into a room horse armor going into a room and then the room crumbles away and it's a whole new map yeah, I you, I I'm trying to remember so, the name of it, but it's it's something like the Isle of Isle of Madness or something along those lines. Because it's everything's mushroom yeah. There's shape. all those mushrooms. Uh, you deal with the the trickster god. Um, you get Honestly, the Wabberjack, which is that weapon that sort of turns things into just random objects. God. You're like a it's amazing, you're like a a time capsule of video games. Shivering uh, <laughs> Isles. That's it. Shivering Isles. God, it was so it was amazing. I, I, and this was like, that was the first DLC I ever got. So I generally didn't know what to expect. I, I think I bought it by mistake and it took ages to download because it was like early 2000 or mid, you know, I don't know 2007 or something. My internet connection was rubbish and I was playing it on a beaten up Xbox 360 that was red ringing every 10 minutes. But I was like, oh, oh okay, it's like an extra mission. Okay, I thought it was extra mission. Oh, okay, I've, I'm in a room, and the guy is talking to me. And as he's talking to me, the room starts wiltering away. And all of a sudden, I what? it's like, a, well, where's my stuff gone? It's like a whole new game. Oh, I feel a bit robbed here. And then I started playing. I was like, oh, no, it's like a whole new game. This is incredible. Then I actually started to click what DLCs actually meant. I thought it was just like something for nerds. Horse armor. <laughs> Horse armor. Um, uh, I got three. Go for it. Oh, Ooh, three. Three that I'd like to mention. The first one is uh, Bloodborne, the Old Hunters. Because that was great. Yes, absolutely. That was awesome. Um, Fallout, New Vegas. That, that's an that's a additional game, isn't it? I, I'm classing it as it's a, Yeah, it is a deal. <laughs> it's, it's basically a mod of Fallout 3, so yeah, why not just call it a yeah. mod? <laughs> um, and the last one is actually, a, uh, it's, uh, I feel dirty saying it, but I, I bought... When, Assassin's Creed? No. <laughs> I, um, I got... The when Ultimate Team was DLC, ah, so okay. the first time they ever released it, it was DLC for I think FIFA 09. I think, uh, or was it FIFA 10? I think it like, was, yeah, I think 09 might be a little too early, but yeah, I remember that. That was such a what a weird time, and um, I was so excited for it because I was like, this sounds so cool. And what it turned like, and it was, it was awesome, I, I loved it. Um, what it then turned into, how it has turned into, it makes me want to scream inside but um yeah that the, they'd be mine the old hunters was dope though that was yeah. such a good dlc yeah. usually from software dlcs are awesome and this is i think was why we're all excited for the Elden ring one. Oh, yeah. give me that more ring 
still haven't completed it. I'm on the final boss and I keep trying, but it's hard. And they've nerfed my favourite sword. <laughs> Damn nerds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your like favorite ones. I've got, I've got a couple that come to mind. Um, Far Cry Three Blood Dragon. So the one that's yeah, really all, yeah. all digitized, and you're fighting giant neon dragons with one of the with a really funny tongue in cheek tutorial that takes the piss out of tutorials until every game started doing that. But this was the first one, so it, it gets a pass. Uh, I think you're forgetting the Spider-Man 2 movie tie-in game that had Bruce Campbell doing the tutorials. Oh, Bruce Campbell. Anyway, uh, sorry, I got lost there for a moment. Um, the other one that comes to mind is the Bioshock Infinite DLC. So I thought you were going to say Bioshock 2, technically. No, DLC. Bioshock 2 DLC's Minerva's Den is incredible, but not that one. Um, Bioshock Infinite one, the Burial at Sea DLC, where you actually play... We, no, where you play as Elizabeth... So you play as her in an alternate timeline where she is like the hero and it's got one of the most disturbing scenes. Speaking of scenes that live rent-free in my head, one of the most disturbing scenes in a video game ever where you start the game looking through her eyes, the section of the DLC, and somebody is performing, I can't remember the name on it, name of it, but some sort of medical... medical thing on you where they shove a needle down the corner of your eye and whack it with a hammer to hit into your brain and the way the screen distorts and like the noises it makes while that's happening terrify me it's horrifying yeah then you went and had laser eye surgery then I went and got laser eye surgery yeah yeah (laughs) man it was FIFA 09 wow and it cost it cost 10 quid. What a time to be alive. Yeah. Wowzers. Fair enough. Henry, any more DLC or do we pass the ball to Mr. Mars? Oh, we could pass the pass it over to Mr. Mars unless you want to talk about oh, the yeah. Ride to Hell Retribution DLC. Uh, but that's more in the terrible DLCs. I don't know why I put myself through playing that game. <laughs> You're a man for your, your platinums, isn't you? Mars, DLCs. Mass Effect. Two... Possibly three. Basically, really? got Mass Effect two, and then I think the time I got it, there was already a DLC, and it was only a couple of quid. So I was like, "Yeah, let's just get that." And then they released a few more over the next over the coming year. Mm. I was like, "Yeah, just give me more Mass Effect stories, please." I'll, Do they I'll carry on the stories? As it, like, does it actually? No, they introduced like new characters, new locations, and you just kind of yeah, just more story, more characters, more Mass Effect. Thank you very much. I'll be taking some of that. So it's a fine line between, like, and nowadays anyway, when it's like, is this awesome expansion because you've just done more game for me after you've made the game and I'm very happy? Or have you taken my cake, cut it up, sold me three quarters of my cake, and then had another quarter of my cake to make me buy even more cake? Yes, yes. It's, it's such a fine balance. You either feel ripped off by it, or you're, you're compelled to buy it. I can't tell. The worst, the worst ones were the old uh, WWE games where the DLC characters would actually be on the disc, um, right. and they just locked them behind money. I hate that. Like you don't actually download anything when That's you buy Tekken the DLC. 7. Yeah, you you're not actually downloading anything. You're just getting a code. That's yeah, you're it. literally just unlocking the padlock. That's all oh. you're doing, and it's like. It's already there. That's yeah. the, that's you definitely know? the worst DLC. I think we can all agree on that. On disc DLC, the stuff that's just there, but we're not going to let you have it. Nice little paywall for you. <sighs> uh, uh. 
All right, okay. Well, we've only got one more topic left in the wheel before we've got to top it up, and I know Mikey's going to shout, spin the damn wheel. So we'll do we'll do one more. We've got like a six-wheeled bus here. Yes, I know, I know. It's insane. Uh, okay, <laughs> next goes the last one. I'll fill up with new stuff for next time. Okay, this will be quite a fun one. Create a Mount Rushmore of video game characters. Ooh, video game characters. Yeah, yeah. How many heads are on Mount Rushmore? Is it five? Four. Four. Mine are four, five. Oh, because of that Superman movie where they carved their heads. <laughs> all right, okay. Mario's definitely on there. I would say that. I, I, maybe, can, can I put forth a vote for Pac-Man? Yes, I, I would actually. Pac-Man, he yeah, was one of my shows. Yeah. Snake. <laughs> Snake's got to be there. Mm. That glorious for face. Us, I, don't, I don't know if it's... All right, by definition of Rushmore, I suppose not. Yeah, but... it's got to be the greatest of the great, isn't it? <sighs> It does. There's probably going to be quite a few people that are this put the where, cloud like, there. This is where it goes, like, absolutely nailed on agreed. How about this? We agree three of them, and then we all think of one, and then we pitch it to the group, and if there's any one, if there's any duplication, then that's the one that probably makes it. Because we're all going to have oh, a different okay. idea. I think we could probably agree on three. That's universal. Mario. Well, uh, what's this third one? I was going to say Link. Oh, Link. I'll, I'll go with Link. I'll agree with Link. Would you agree with Link? Yeah, I can get on board with Link. He's pretty Link, iconic. Pac-Man, Mario. Very Nintendo focused right well, now. Well, one's Capcom, so we're okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So who would be... We've got to think of our individual fourth. Head. Doom Guy. Doom Guy is quite iconic. Silent but deadly. Sonic's more iconic. Hmm. Well, was... Lara Croft. Lara, Lara Croft. Croft. Yeah. yeah, I'd say Lara Croft. And actually, in the first ever episode of this podcast, we interviewed the voice of Lara Croft. Um, yeah, put her on. Just her. Yeah. Not Lara go. Croft. In terms of success, Pikachu is probably more successful. Than... That would actually... Yeah, yeah. He, ain't got, he ain't got the jugs. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't got those pixelated jugs. You know what? I was going to go on one of those AI... Those, have you, it's been a big thing, these oh. AI open source programs where you tell it and it will draw... Someone's going to type in Pikachu with giant cans, and that's all. Wherever you're never going to unsee it. Okay, so our Mount Rushmore. I thought this was going to be more fodder for the pod, to be honest. But we've actually nailed this very quickly. Uh, Mario, Pac-Man, Link, and Pikachu with cans. <laughs> and, <Pikachu. laughs> and that's the title of the pod. And we are done on this bumper second part. Michael Carn Edwards wants to come in. I just want to say thing. one last thing. Yeah, fifteen seconds. Yeah. If you have a Nintendo Switch, go and buy The Return to Monkey Island. That's ah, it. Ah, yes. You've been enjoying that, haven't you? It's great. It's great. It's very great. I have laughed out loud several times, and I'm only like two hours in. It's genuinely hilarious. The writing is brilliant. It is The art style is magnificent. I love it, and I would encourage you all to go and get ah, it. Ah, so it's just someone's proper gone for it. It's not like just a port. Oh, no, it is, it's brand a brand new, new game made by the original guy from the first ones. Like, it's literally a giant love letter, and it's all the, the same voice actors. It, 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 oh, it, right. It's sold. Sold. It's I didn't realize it. I thought it was just a port. It's great. I can't stress this enough. Right. There we go. That's the homework for, between now and next pod. Uh, if you've enjoyed what you've been listening to, please click on that like, follow, subscribe, whatever button is that you get more content from Grey Fox Plays. I am going to thank, first of all, the person on the line. He's down the line for me. Alex Hemming, thank you very much. Thank you so much. 
<laughs> and now I want to thank the Finn White's Duke, producer Jonathan Moles. Thank you very much. And good evening. And then, without further ado, our man in Spain, who is over in Essex, who is finding it very cold, <laughs> Michael Carden Edwards. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> I'm going to go out back and find us Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I might play it after I've dug it out of the ground. <laughs> <laughs>